Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. If you like this podcast, you will love my new anthology called Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. Check it out, and you'll hear from 49 authors about all sorts of things moms don't have time to do. All the authors have been on this podcast. Also, check out my TikTok, at with Zibby and Tracy, my other podcast, Sex Talk with Zibby and Tracy. Check out Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. And of course, my new publishing company called Zibby Books. And now back to our daily author interview site and a quick hello from some of my kids. Hi. Hi. Hello. Enjoy the show. Julie Vick is the author of Babies Don't Make Small Talk, So Why Should I? The Introvert's Guide to Surviving Parenthood. It's a humorous advice book for introverted parents navigating the early years of parenthood. She has written for New Yorker Daily Shouts, Parents Magazine, Real Simple, and McSweeney's Internet Tendency. And most importantly, one of her tweets once appeared in In Touch Weekly. She teaches writing at the University of Colorado, Denver. Welcome, Julie. Thanks so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss Babies Don't Make Small Talk, So Why Should I? The Introvert's Guide to Surviving Parenthood. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) This is definitely one of the funniest in like a very clever, smart, almost tongue-in-cheek sense of humor books that I have ever read about parenting. And every chapter (laughs) was so refreshing. Even like, I might actually be here to make friends, finding parent friends, and potential how you talk about how to call a stranger to ask about child care. It's so funny (laughs) because I've had to do that so many times. Problems with common advice people like to give you. And then your whole chart of 30 totally ridiculous reasons your baby isn't sleeping. If you overthink things and you know it. Exercise class. Anyway, I could go on and on. This is... (laughs) 
hilarious. So thank and you. great and useful and all of the rest. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's great to hear. Let's start with this whole introvert extrovert thing, because I'm constantly in my head about whether or not I am an introvert or an extrovert because, right. and, or what did you say? Ambivert is like the middle one. Yeah. Ambivert is the middle one. Yeah. So yes. how can people, how do people know if they're introverts and extroverts? Yeah. And it's like, I think it is confusing partially because there's different definitions and, you know, like, I think maybe sometimes you might feel extroverted in some situations and not others or vice versa. But I think like one common definition is just about energy. So if you are someone who draws energy from sort of socializing and people, then you are more likely an extrovert. But if those sort of sort of socializing and social situations drain you, you're more likely an introvert. So if you're drained by those situations and then you kind of recharge by being alone, that's kind of more classically introverted. Whereas like if those situations kind of give you energy and you need them to like, <laughs> you know, recharge yourself, then that's the opposite. And then an ambivert, yeah, is somewhere in the middle. So maybe you're an ambivert if you're not sure. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Did you always yeah. know you were an introvert? It's funny because I don't think, so when I was growing up, I don't feel like that the term it wasn't was like a, it as wasn't well known. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I always knew I got called like quiet and shy a lot, which I did not really love, but it was probably like accurate for how I was as a kid too. So I feel like it wasn't maybe until even, I probably sort of knew the term, but I don't think I really knew what it was until maybe like in maybe like in my twenties, I started reading about it more. There was like this famous Atlantic like humor piece about caring for your introvert. I think that was the one that sort of talked about this thing about like draining energy, you know, feeling recharged by a sort of alone time, quiet time. And so that's, I think the first time I kind of like really started to think about it. And then this famous book, Susan Cain's book, Quiet, kind of goes into a lot more detail and became very, very popular. And so, and she has like a cultural, more cultural definition of an introvert in there, but I think I fit that very well. And I related a lot to that. So, so I think I could probably always knew I had these qualities, but I just didn't know what the label was probably. I feel like it depends on which people. Yeah. Like some social situations that are fun are very different than like draining social situations. So I don't know. I think it's harder to. It is harder. Yeah. And I think like it's different for me too, if I know the people and like it gets confusing because I think there's also this sort of shyness and social anxiety element in there. And I think I have a bit of that too. (laughs) So, you know, like I, but the same, like if it's people that I'm comfortable around or, you know, situations where I'm having fun, I still, I do still feel like I need to recharge after, like I enjoy it in the moment. Like even if I'm, you know, know, enjoying what's going on, but like, I can't, I feel like if I have a very like, you know, socially booked weekend or something, then I feel, I feel kind of drained. Like, I feel like, especially like if I have a really busy scheduled week, then I kind of want like a weekend to like not have stuff on the schedule and not have a lot of stuff. So are you saying that extroverts don't like staying in bed all day? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I think, because I yeah, love yeah. that. That is like yeah, you love day. that. <laughs> yeah, like that is ideal, and I think they would have to speak for that. But I mean, I think probably <laughs> sometimes everyone gets like drained, right? Like that's why it's probably confusing too. Is like everyone feels probably worn out or like their social situations. Like I think almost most people don't love like small talk, you know, and those sorts of things, whether you're extroverted or not. So, but yeah, like I think if you have a preference for those like quieter <laughs> environments sometimes, then that might lean you that way. But maybe you're kind of both, yeah, you think? Yeah. I know. 
course, it yeah. doesn't really yeah. matter. I don't know. This, this doesn't help yeah. anybody. Yeah. I'm sorry. This yeah. Is, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, but the funny part about your book, or the most interesting, is that as a parent, you're thrown into constant social situations yes. because you're trying to socialize your children so that they can make their way through awkward situations 30 years later when they're right. in it. It's our right. responsibility to help them do that. But it's not always so right. easy, whether you're, you know, little maestros in the playground. You know, I remember when I had little kids and I was, I went to a music class and I was like, oh, maybe I'll meet my mom friends here, you know, but right. I didn't, right? Like, yeah. And then I'm like looking around, like, how am I going to make friends? Like, what am I going to say? It was music. Plus, I'm like yeah. such a rule follower. I didn't want to like miss the music part of the yeah. music class. Like, God forbid I miss a tambourine shake or something. I don't know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do think like that's one thing that I didn't like appreciate going into parenting that just how much you have to just be in these new social situations and you like by the nature of it, you're like trying to socialize with different people, you know, like new parents when you're first become a parent. And then when your kids are older, it's like about negotiating play dates and all these like, right classes or things and trying to find what the right fit for you is or how to even, you know, yeah. Like you said, approach people (laughs) in situations too. So I think, yeah, I think I didn't like appreciate that going into it. And that's part of the reason why it felt like I hadn't quite read a book like this. And so something like that, that would have been helpful for me when I was younger <laughs> or when I was first became a parent would hopefully maybe be helpful and also just comic relief, right? Yes, totally. <laughs> Are you going to write one of these for the kids? <laughs> um, oh, like for like introverted kids. Yeah. I haven't thought about that. It's funny because some people have asked me, like, are you going to write, what about for older kids? Because this book is aimed at sort of pregnancy to preschool. And some, I, I've had a couple of friends be like, well, also we need one for college age kids and things like that. So I haven't, I've thought a little bit about that, but no, no concrete plans for any of those right now. Yeah. Because kids themselves like are constantly around people and it's yeah, hard. Yeah, it is hard. I have yeah. a mix. I have four kids and I have a mix of introverts and extroverts. And, you know, some people really get excited when we have to go to whatever places and some definitely do not. So yeah, it's hard to sure. navigate. It's really yeah, hard to I agree. Like, I think that's a whole other thing to navigate. And then trying to figure out how, like, <laughs> how much to push them out of their sort of social comfort zone, you know, like, yeah. I think a little bit of that is okay, but then like also letting them kind of be who they want to be. So yeah, I think that's a whole other thing for sure. <laughs> I went to this, this is probably like against every rule in your book, but I went to the birthday <laughs> party for a new class with my son a while ago. And I didn't know any of the people and he didn't know any of the people. And he was sort of hanging out at the very back. And I was like, okay, go, 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 go sit up there. He was really little. And he was like, no, I, I don't want to go. He refused. And yeah. I looked around and I was like, I don't really want to go up there either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so we turned and ran out. And I know it's so bad. I'm like the worst mom, but I was like, no. you know what? I don't want to push you any more than I want somebody pushing me. So yeah. anyway, that was no, my- I totally get that. Like you're not the worst mom. And I think, yeah, like sometimes putting, like, especially with kids, right? Putting them in like yourself in their situation. Cause yeah. like I, when my kids were younger, like it seemed like it was more common to have these like full class birthday parties, right? Like in preschool yes. and- I remember like, yeah, we would walk into some of those and they would just be like freaked out. You know, you would think like they know all the kids from class, but like it's a different yeah. environment. It's somebody's house and there's all these parents and all this stuff going on. And I think like even, yeah, like adults, that's hard to walk into sometimes too, right? And kids too. So I think, yeah, <laughs> remembering like, oh, it's going to be hard for a kid too. Yeah. 
Well, at least we have some guidebooks. <laughs> I know. Yes. So how, how did you end up writing a book to begin with? Yeah. So when I, I was writing like before I had kids, I studied creative writing and journalism in undergrad and I wrote like a little bit and a little bit of humor. And then after I had my first son, I just, I didn't write for a while. I just felt like it was like, just trying to figure out parenting was a huge thing. Right. And so, but then after I had my second kid and I had less time, for some reason I was more motivated to write again. And I started writing a lot of I started getting a lot more into writing these like sort of short parenting humor pieces, like McSweeney's types pieces that run partially because like I could write something like that it in small chunks of time that I had, you know, like as a mom, as you know, <laughs> you don't always have a ton, a ton of time. So, so I felt like I could kind of fit, fit it in. And then I just started reading it more and practicing more. And then I had some success with it. Like I had some pieces pub- published in bigger parenting publications, like parents. And I kind of had always wanted to write a book. So when I was thinking about topics that sort of made sense to do something, I think in the parenting humor realm, because that's what I had been writing and what I kind of enjoyed doing. And, you know, just thinking about the book that I feel like would have been helpful for me as a parent that didn't seem like it was out there. So that's how I kind of came around to it. And I wrote a proposal, as you do for nonfiction books, right? And then queried it, you know, sent it to agents and got it signed with the agent. And then <laughs> down the road, it took a while because we had to revise the proposal and work on building platform and all the stuff that you hear about. And then it, you know, eventually she sent it out on submission and that's how the book came to be. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How did you approach it when she said you had to, and who did it get published by? Awesome. Look at this. I can't even see because of my glasses. Yes. So Countryman Press. Yes. Put it out. Yeah. They're an imprint of Norton. So when she said you had to build up your platform and all that, what did you do? Like, how did you, you took a deep breath and then what? Yeah. Right. So, and like, I, like, you know, I had heard that. I kind of knew that, like I had written, I had written a nonfiction book proposal before this that kind of didn't go anywhere. And like, in retrospect was probably 
good that it didn't go anywhere. You know, it was like sort of a travel-ish, essay-ish book. And I don't think I really, it was before, it was, I was pretty young. I don't think I really know what I was doing. <laughs> but I sort of, in writing it, it was helpful because like I knew that I needed these marketing things and to kind of like sell myself. And then in the intervening time, platform has become such a conversation, right? That oh, I think a lot of nonfiction writers hear that. So what we did, like I had a lot of publications in, rel- in like, you know, bigger places like Wash Post and Parents and Real Simple. And so... I tried to keep continuing doing that and getting more out there. And then also just building up social media, which, you know, is a thing, right? (laughs) So Twitter was like kind of my social media of choice. Like it's popular in the comedy world. And I already had like, when I went and when I got the agent, I had a decent amount of followers on Twitter and she was sort of like, you know, you don't have to be on every platform, but find, find one to yeah. focus on. So Twitter is the one that I kind of focused on and just tried to be active on it, tried to, you know, share things on it, share other, you know, be a good literary citizen, share other people's things and connect with writing groups, you know, and writing communities to kind of help like support each other in those ways too. And so, yeah, that was one of the focuses was just like, building up social media and now I like Instagram too but I'm I feel like Twitter was like my original yeah. <laughs> my original one so I'm still on there but yeah I think that was it and then just thinking through you know like other ways I could try to promote a book you know that's what you're trying to do with platform right is like say this is how I reach the readers that are out there it's too bad we can't just line them all up I know, I know. (laughs) Where are you? Come on out. We've got some new books for you today. Yeah, I know. Like like a school assembly, you know? Yes, yes. Otherwise, like a matching, yeah. Like, (laughs) these are the ones. I know. I mean, it's an ongoing thing to try to figure out. Like, you know, with the book out, I feel like I've learned a lot in the process of having the book come out. But like, yeah, I think... It's it's something to figure out, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what advice would you give for an to an aspiring author? So, yeah, I think like one thing that helped me, and I guess especially after when I started writing again, after being a parent, just having small chunks of time is that you can get a lot done with a little bit of time each day. So I think I heard somewhere, you know, if you write a couple hundred words a day, you can write a book in a year. And I think like I had this previously had this notion that I just needed these like, you know, the remote (laughs) cabin in the woods to go like have this amazing time to focus on a project. And just like with parenting, I just don't have that. So I think realizing that you can get stuff done in small amounts of time if you need to, and then just figuring out, you know, figuring out what it is that works for you. Maybe it's like one weekend day that you can work on it for a couple hours, or maybe it's a little bit each day. But I think just like figuring out ways to find little bits of time and then that can add up to, to something, something longer in the long run. Love it. Amazing. All right. Well, thank you for this conversation to socially yeah. anxious people trying to have a conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my yes. gosh. It would be so funny if we just got like, you know, a whole Zoom of like 30 people who identified as like having a history of social anxiety and being yeah. quiet and just had, you know, basically like tried to get them all to talk. <laughs> I know. Right. But it's funny that you do what you do because you, but you're getting other people to talk. Right. So. I, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've, I've also learned, right. I mean, as yeah. a kid, I couldn't even like speak, but I've yeah. learned and learned and learned and I've gotten practice, especially the last four years doing this over and over again. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like you do something more. There is like this exposure there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I feel very comfortable in my own Zoom room. Yes. 
<laughs> that's good. <laughs> but, but not so much, you know, at pickup or whatever. So yeah, yeah. School pickup is a whole other like social thing to navigate. Like yeah. even extroverted parents still told me that they don't they don't love it. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Yeah. That's a whole the other thing. day I had a, a, a zoom meeting and I, I really had to get off, but like I couldn't cause it was important. And it was, it wasn't, it was about another one of my kids who I wasn't picking up. So I like had to listen and I right. ended up like going to pick up on zoom on my phone, picking up my two other kids, forgetting one kid's friend, but then I went back for him yeah. and then like on the street, like back into the car on the way home. And I was like, yeah, if you're if you're looking for a way to not be social and pick up, yeah, you know, this yeah, is the most obnoxious can, thing you can do. Yeah, but you anyway, can be. On no, but I I, I used to like pick up a lot more when it was inside. Now it's like on the sidewalk and yeah, it's just so hard. And anyway. I know it's a different thing. I know it's tricky. Well, yeah. hang in there. And, all right, you, you too. Know, <laughs> solidarity. Yeah, thank you right. so much for talking to me. Okay, okay, okay. bye. bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 